Bunker TV, newest content.
Inset is disingenuous and highly disrespectful to coming to neighborhoods that have suffered decades of disinvestment, redlining, poverty, and violence, and to tell us we don't have the resources for us just to give it away to another group of people who are allowed to cross the border illegally. our politicians that we paid to speak with us on our behalf. Right? The deepest part she said was, how dare you put these poor people against us, especially because the same reason you say that they're here to seek asylum from terrorism and injustice is the same thing Black people face in this country today. <laughs> In other words, how are you going to give asylum to people from terror and oppression? And it's the same terror and oppression that you inflict on us. It's hypocrisy to the highest order. And ain't that what China said about America? Yep. You dictate to the world about human and civil rights, but your abuses of the Black American community is known globally. So, and then what did Farrakhan say to Mike Wallace? Uh, America is in no moral position or no moral authority to dictate to others about their human and civil rights violations, right? right. It's kind of like the drug dealer giving out turkeys. <laughs> and y'all got to remember, displacement is easier than you think. Over <laughs> 20 years of disinvestment, let that neighborhood go to shit. Then you bring in some new developers that will build a condo. All those condos is 3000 and up a month. The storms around that's going to change. Get new developments and then before you know it, you're priced out of a neighborhood you work in. Own your home without a home because the property tax is doubled. So when you disinvest, you're setting it up for the gentrification. And we all know that gentrification, when you have nowhere else to go for foundational black Americans, is ethnic cleansing. Now, they did this in the 50 states all over and all these neighborhoods they disinvested from that have turned to shit. If they just go in there and redevelop and rebuild, the people moving back in won't be the people that left. Shout out to the sister, word up. This is how the Congressional Black Caucus should sound. Chicago is working on an issue without addressing the current issue that it has. How dare you put these poor people against us, especially because the very reason you claim they're here to seek asylum is the same reason and terror and injustice black people face today. So how are you going to bring in asylum seekers that are running from oppression and terrorism and bring them and place them in a community of black Americans that are facing the same oppression and terrorism in America? Chicago is working on an issue without addressing the current issue that it has with the communities that are suffering. 
and we're seeing resources fly out to help, but we're not getting that same type of support at the magnitude we're seeing now. And to expect us to foot the bill and hand over our already limited resources, public parks and school buildings that have been unjustly closed in the first place. Now you're putting a strain on our police officers and stations, obstructing their ability to do their jobs, serve our community, and our communities are going to police stations to receive services. In addition, it's inhumane to welcome people only to have them sleeping on floors and buildings and in tents that cannot withstand the wind of Chicago. Brandon Johnson ran on the promise that he would listen to our community. And in the beginning of this crisis stated that he would not re-traumatize those communities that are still suffering from the impact of school closing, redlining, and violence. We are here today demanding that the city of Chicago and Brandon Johnson stop disrupting park programs, taking away from our children and families that depend on those services. We want him to stop using public school buildings as housing because they're not zoned as such. And specifically for this building, this building was promised to the community and our children deserve a high school. A high school, we want to reopen this as one because we do not have a neighborhood high school. That school over there is not a neighborhood school. It's a selective enrollment that actually restricts our neighborhood kids from going. So that's a violation of our civil rights and we want this building. We pay taxes for it. We are also demanding a full independent audit of how our tax money is being spent. We still have a homeless crisis. Black Americans have the highest rate of homelessness, including you. We want to know how they're being housed, if they're being housed, what money is being spent on them. We need to know how money is being spent on our education system. We now see that Chicago Public Schools and all city agencies are focusing on migrant children. Migrant children deserve to have equal access to education, and so does black children who have historically been denied that right. This is an example of that. Building being closed when there's high school students all around me who have to travel far to go to school. My daughter travels 15 miles outside of her neighborhood to go to school. How dare the city of Chicago try to take this building, make her walk past the building that they're giving to people they allow to come here illegally, and have her go past a half empty building on the corner that she can't go to to go to school. And she is a symbol of a majority of black children in the city of Chicago that are being denied rights, that are not being seen in this crisis that has been engineered. Again, we're not here saying we're against individual people who cross this border. We're mad at our government for putting them against us because that is what's happening, plain and simple. The residents of South Shore deserve a high quality high school. We deserve services. Our parks deserve to be open. We have present here people from Taylor Park. Taylor Park is located in a Robert Taylor community. We all know what happened with Robert Taylor, right? Thousands of black Americans were displaced and the city of Chicago has been threatening these poor families to take away their park. That's not fair. They have football teams. They have the cheerleading team. Their kids are engaged socially. They need those services. Let's talk about the West Side. Last night, you guys saw the West Side. We were proud of them. 
If no one can understand, their black family can understand why they turned up in that meeting. Because it is still an injustice. It is an injustice. It's disingenuous. And it's not right for these people to come into our communities when we are suffering now. Brandon Johnson, go on your word. You cannot be elected into this office and ignore the people who got you here. We're not playing with you. So today, we're here to say we want we want justice. We want the city to be more transparent. We want you to stop blatantly throwing the migrants anywhere. We don't want tents built in Roseland. We don't want our park programs being taken away. And we want the city to work with our community in, in a genuine manner. So today we have, like I said, we have people here who are going to speak from various communities, but we also want to talk about our lawsuit. Um, we're going to first have uh, Frank Avila come up to talk a little bit about the lawsuit, and after him, we're going to have a resident Jimmy. Hey, Frank. How you doing? You know me, Frank. How you know you? All right. Uh, good afternoon. Um, my name is Frank Avila. I'm the attorney for Natasha Dunn, who's one of the plaintiffs. Dr. Jones is one of the plaintiffs and the South Shore neighbors. The first thing that this lawsuit is about is for South Shore High School to reopen as a high school for this community. And if for some reason that was not possible, which is what would they want? Not what I want, not what some other community wants, what this community wants, is it for it to be reopened for community purposes. When Rahm Emanuel was mayor, 80% of the school closings were in African-American areas. And although he will argue that it was because of the decrease in African-American population, which may be partially true, he did not care about the communities and what happened in them and the resources were taken out. This community has a food desert. It's higher in crime than average of other parts of the city. And by the way, somebody came on and attacked me when we were in a press conference last time and said, oh, you're saying the people in back here are criminals. No, that's not what I'm saying. Although some people are criminals who reform their lives, very few, but, and they said, now we are reforming our lives and we are ex-convicts. But I'm not saying the people in back here are criminals. What I'm saying is they recognize that some of them live in higher crime areas. I'm not sure why people cannot understand that nuance why they can't understand the distinction and they want to divide people and not have any nuance, any complexity and simplify the issues. So the first thing, and I'm going to repeat it, is to turn this school back into a school, a high school for this community, so people don't have to travel 15 miles, 5 miles, 10 miles, and they can stay here. And for this, it, this building to be for the community, which was promised to them, a commitment, an oral contract, a contract with this community. Nah, I'm not feeling that lawyer. I definitely should have got y'all a black lawyer or a white lawyer. That Hispanic Latino lawyer, it almost sounds like he was getting ready to take up for the migrants, right? Yeah, it's like he had to remember who he was there to defend. So y'all got him going against his own people. You can see it. You know, let me say this. I, I am extremely disappointed in our lack of codification. <laughs> as foundational black Americans, we're racially gullible. 
it's kind of like we need this we need to actually see the smoking gun or see a videotaped confession of the dominant society saying how they are going to attempt to ethnically cleanse us the problem child it's like we need to see a videotape of a white man saying that yeah, we're ethnically cleansing the black americans but the black americans be like oh look they said they're ethnically cleansing us no matter all the evidence we have, all the research we do that can already prove this, it's like we need the white supremacists to admit this shit in order for us to understand it. Everyone else submits to white supremacy. Even Haitians, Africans, and Jamaicans submit to the white supremacy. They come over here, they have a pleasing disposition amongst white folk. But it's the foundational black American that has the gripes, the redresses, and the reparations demands. And therefore, we're victims of our own success. Did you ever think about that? Black Americans, we are victims of our own success. Everyone saw what we were able to force the dominant society to do, and they wanted to come to America because of it. So we're victims of the success of Michael Jordan. People saw Michael Jordan, oh, I want to go to America. We're victims of the success of Michael Jackson. Well, look what Blacks is doing in America. We're victims of the success of Run DMC and Spike Lee. Everybody wanted to come here and be free because we make oppression look good. And then we made everybody want to come to America, not knowing when they all came to America, it would be us that they would be replacing. You know, you go back 25, 30 years ago, the majority of us knew the dire straits that we faced collectively. But now you look at the rugged individualism that we've adopted, that's going to be our undoing. Because you got Asians, Arabs, Latinos, and Indians coming in. They already have education and they already have money. Don't believe that bullshit. They come in here broke and illiterate. No, they, they're coming here with the money, with the education, then arrive and get government funded. And there is no bootstraps. The only people that have bootstraps is foundational black Americans. When we first came out of slavery, we were galvanized. We were united, right? Even under the religion of the slave master, we still had one common cause. We read the slave master's Bible and we found in there analogies, allegories, and metaphors that fit us. There was strength in our numbers, right? But now, you see about 50 million foundational black American individuals. Well, I got mine, you gotta go get yours. So that's how immigrants will eventually ethnically cleanse foundational black Americans. Because they're united, they resources, multi-generational. Stuff that we fought for and are still denied, they get for free. And we're the only culture and the only ethnicity that kick our children out at 18 years old. No one else does that. At 18, if you think your child is an adult at 18, you don't deserve to have children. All these other ethnicities, though, all these other cultures, no. To most of them, there is no such thing as kicking your child out of the house. Most of the time, your child can't move out of the house until you by a manner in which for them to move out the house. I'm 
And a race of single mothers cannot compete with a complete family unit of immigrants. They, they have the advantages because they come here and accept conditions. They're coming from third world conditions. So the conditions here, no matter what it is, is an improvement. They'll come here and get food stamps. They'll come here and let the government help them. And they'll stay together. Right? I mean, eventually, through a simulation into American culture, you'll see some of these families start to break down, but that's going to take three, four, five generations, and by then, the damage to foundational Black Americans will already be done. <clears throat> foundational Black Americans are the only ethnicity that's not on the same page religiously. In the Indian household, everyone in it is a Hindu. In the Hispanic household, everyone in is, is a Roman Catholic. In the white household, everybody's an evangelical Christian. In the Arab household, everyone follows Islam. Right? The Asian home, everybody is a, what, a Buddhist, a Taoist, some type of Asian Christianity, whatever they follow over there. But only in the black American household is the mother a Christian, the father of Muslim and the children who knows. Make it up as you go along. So we're divided. Therefore, we are already conquered. And if we don't wake up, we will be exterminated. And put on reservations like endangered species to protect us from ourselves. national security and one of his top priorities.